Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 30 of Be With Me. We're in the book of 1 Corinthians, and today we're going to talk about sex before marriage. And the reason we're going to talk about it is because the Bible talks about it. Listen in here. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 36 and following. If anyone thinks he is not behaving properly towards his betrothed, if his passions are strong, and it has to be, let him do as he wishes. Let them marry. It is no sin. But whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessity, but having his desire under control, and has a determined in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. So then, he who marries his betrothed does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. Yet in my judgment, she is happier if she remains as she is, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. So this passage comments on a couple things we're not going to talk about because we've already talked about them, which is the permanence of marriage. Um, a wife is bound to her husband as long as she lives until her husband dies. Then she's free to be married to whom she wishes. That's number one. Number two, that uh, marriage should be between believers only, uh, only in the Lord with the liberty of, of choice. But the real topic of today is sex before marriage. So this is talking about a time of engagement versus a time of marriage. So engagement is a commitment to being committed. It's a decision that you make that someday you're going to make a vow. Marriage, on the other hand, is the commitment, and with it, it has certain responsibilities. So the responsibilities of marriage are the appropriate care, the expanded borders of your world, if you will, the influence uh, and the care and and, uh, taking on the concerns of that other person. So as you take on their world, uh, as it's described in the passage before this is the worldly troubles. So you have, when you get married, you have more worldly troubles because you have two worlds put together. Uh, the point uh, from yesterday was uh, not so much about being single versus uh, married, but being single-hearted. Single-hearted towards the Lord in your body, in your actions, in your thoughts, and even in your relationship, even in your romance. Okay, so those are the responsibilities of marriage. In addition, there are certain rights of, of marriage. Uh, we learned early in chapter 7, this is the end of chapter 7, but in the beginning, chapter 7 has been all about sex, uh, the authority and rights of another human being's body you get during marriage. And they get the rights and responsibility and authority over your body. So it's kind of mind-blowing what marriage really is. All right, so do you achieve or earn or have bestowed the rights of marriage before the commitment of marriage? Or do you take the rights uh, without the commitments? So the commitment is to care for their world forever. And when do you get the the rights of, of marriage versus the responsibility of marriage? So we're discussing the sexual government of the engaged couple here. In other words, uh, are you sleeping with your Uh, engaged person. Now, this is an endorsement of the liking and the loving and the decision to be committed and 
uh, knowing that attraction during the engaged couple should be probably when it's at its strongest. If you graft out the the limerence and the attraction of one person to another, uh, it probably should be just at its highest point of of the whole, you know, 50 years of marriage during the engagement period. But the problem is, is that there is a concept here where you can be not behave properly toward your betrothed. It says there is a proper way to do this and an improper way. And then it talks about passion. So it's talking about sexual attraction. If your sexual attractions, your passions are strong, the antidote isn't exercising those passions before the commitment. The answer isn't sleeping together before the rights are given. No, the idea is... Uh, should we expand sexual liberty before expanding relational care? No. Should we expand consummation before commitment? No. So that's what's not to do. That's what a lot of people in our society uh, choose to do. So the answer isn't sleeping together before marriage. The answer is early marriage. So one can have desires that are out of control. That's kind of the moral, you know, there, there's a good and bad in this passage. The control of passions, let me just say a little side note here, the control of passions that are uh, not given for their expression during engagement is how a couple builds trust. It proves trust, it proves sexual fidelity before marriage so that a person can rely on that sexual fidelity uh, after marriage. It kind of answers the question is, can I trust you with a difficult thing, with a very hard thing, and so it's nice to have the answer to that question be yes before you enter into the worldly cares of marriage. All right. So one can behave properly or improperly toward their betrothed. And this is the topic today is sexual intimacy. So one can behave properly or improperly with regards to sexual intimacy. <clears throat> and here, if married, not being married, interferes with the desired... <clears throat> marriage timing and sexual uh, expression. So if there's this tension between sexual attraction and not being married, the answer is not to not to move the sexual in- intimacy, but to move up the marriage. So don't move up the sexual intimacy, move up the marriage. So this is an endorsement of, of being attracted, passions. God designed this whole thing. So strong passions equals short engagement. I think that's the most practical uh, part of this. Strong passions equals short engagements, short betrothals, and obviously uh, only marry uh, in in the Lord. So, isn't it great that the Bible, First Corinthians chapter seven, talks specifically and directly and answers very specifically? Should you have sex before marriage? No. The answer to that is no. You should move your marriage up so then you can have sex. That's the that's the real answer. Thanks for listening.